Most welcome everyone. Uh, trying to save time. Most welcome everyone. We want to thank the living God for His grace and mercy to be in His presence. I want to thank everyone who has given in your time and your uh, your endeavors to make sure that you put something on the table that is so much great and awesome. And indeed, most of times it's not something easy, but we want to thank God that uh, He has enabled you to reach this far. At this juncture, we are continuing to understand and learn under our topic, uh, God's will. And indeed, a lot of things that we are going to scoop up here so that we make sure that we reach on the expectations of learning today. And I know it's a lot that is required and so many people have been waiting for this. Of course, we've been discussing about prayer and we talked about prayer as a way of communication at the living Father. We are going to see a couple of scriptures in the Bible after prayer and we got to know that it's what bridges us with God and indeed it opens up a way or uh, a door of how we really are. Uh, to connect with the living father and telling him whatever that we need in life whatever that hurts us whatever that of course um anyone that would like to communicate with the living father of course that's what you pass through and then we we looked at what we call um 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 
the, 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 the relationship with God and we got to understand that relationship with God calls for commitment, calls for determination, at the same time calls for love because you cannot commit deter being determined and loving something that you are not uh, in relationship with. Always relationship is built on love and the way and we got to know how Jesus created the relationship between man and, and himself and of course this relationship was all about um the relationship was all about giving himself out as a living sacrifice and that's why things uh turned into and uh, when he went to the Golgotha at the cross and things of course were began to be in that way he passed through all that and uh, yeah by the end of the day that's how uh, we had uh, that because of his love we successfully um, overcame in life and yeah now we have access to eternal life and i would like to encourage you uh that this does not end here god continues to encourage us always to um give him glory and coming back to him uh, from all kinds of sins that we've committed from all kinds of mistakes that we've done in life that for him is faithful and he's ready to fight for us and he's ready uh, to lead us to the right ways or the right path tonight uh, we can recall from different scriptures and of course during that process of recalling from different scriptures and learning more different things please allow me to give you this as um a simple break and then we shall come back. There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide. overcame the sin and right now we have the access to eternal life and that's why we have an opportunity to be in his presence and of course having access to eternal life right now i would like to take you through uh, what really have been meaning about some of the scriptures that we can recall for now it is already exactly 12 minutes past nine and we can discuss something and then we go relating everything uh, to what really we have to learn tonight and that is uh, god's will 
The Bible speaks in the book of Psalms, chapter 46 and verse 10, that be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the healthy. I will be exalted in the earth. Here God tries to mean that consider how long ago this was written. Now consider the impact that Christianity has had on this planet. This Psalms was written long before the, the birth of Christ. Consider how powerful a message this prophecy conveys. And of course, when we read in the book of, um, when we read in, in the book, or we can in the book of Luke, and that is chapter 12, verse 2 up to up to 3, that nothing is hidden from God. Even if you don't get caught, God knows what you have done. Now, when it comes to God's will, we cannot indeed be against God's will because He knows everything and He sees everything. The Bible says that nothing is hidden from God. And this is Luke chapter 12, verse 2 up to verse 3. That even if you don't get caught, God knows what you have done. Little children who are just learning about unhappy parents try to hide what they do. They figure if it is hidden, they won't get punished. As adults, we can sometimes feel the same way about God. I have this feeling that one of the reasons teenagers are or young adults who are testing the limits avoid the church because they don't feel comfortable in God's presence. Just like children, we can think we can hide from the Father. Not possible. Even in our other lives, we know that when we do the wrong thing, we can be found out. People think that they can deny responsibility for their actions, but the truth will out. The person who takes credit for a project at work, but others who know the truth will let the employer know. The person who denies responsibility runs into the same problem. There is always someone who knows the truth and will be happy to share it. When I was teaching, there was a very intelligent student who made some very bad choices and went about in a not so intelligent manner. He was great on the computer at the time when most students were just a beginning stage. Several students paid him for research papers. He looked up a material and printed out the papers. He made two very bad mistakes. First, he did think I would recognize the source of the material. And second, he printed them out with the same font. All of those involved got great big Fs. And he got into serious trouble with his parents. Even if you don't get caught, God knows what you have done. And waits for you to confess and ask for forgiveness. That is one of the greatest parts that are alive about God. That even if we find ourselves that we have made mistakes and want we realize that really we have made mistakes and we've fallen before God, we have fallen from God's glory, that we need to have an element of repentance. We come back to Him and we tell Him that, Lord, you know what? This and this has failed. I've failed in this way. I've made a mistake here. I've done something wrong here. And at the end of the day, all things are going to be changed. Let's pray. Lord, you know what we do in the dark as well as what we do in the light. May we acknowledge our sinfulness before you and ask for forgiveness. Even tonight as we continuing to learn, as we continuing to understand your word, we pray that King of Glory, may you open up our hearts and King of Glory, Father, you lead us in there. 
your glory, your grace, and your power, it's what we need and what you're looking for. We know that you're so faithful to us and you're so loving to us. And at the end of the day, it's you, God, that keeps everything and helps in everything. We pray that you lead us by your grace and by your power. And we believe that we can make it with you. Even tonight, as we are continuing to learn, we pray that you continue to work in our mightiest. May you help us, King of God, Father, to know exactly who you are and your grace and your mercy. You're so great and you're so wonderful. And you're so merciful. May you be glorified and may you be magnified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Blessed be the name of the King of Kings. Yes, tonight as we are starting right now, let me just go straight to what we had to learn or what we have to learn tonight. We are in the book of Colossians and that is chapter 3. Of course, we are going to see, <laughs> we are going to look at verse 16 and I'm going to borrow some words here depending on the theme tonight which is God's will. What? God really wills from us, what really God wants us to do, and what really God expects us to do. After understanding that prayer bridges or makes you to con get connected with God, and of course it puts you in a, in a, in a, in a position that really uh, it's God that you need to focus on, it's God that you need to follow, that it's God that you need to put all your focus and determination, commitment in everything that you're doing. Some people, they talk about prayer and just leave it like that. But when you go deep to understand what really prayer means, prayer means that a communication between you and God, between you and God, the living Father, directly, straight. You don't need a mediator like long time ago. And we got to understand about a bit of history, about prayer, how everything used to be that even if someone had sinned, because uh, a sacrifice for sin was given out 
once a year. So the priest was responsible for the purposes of sacrifices and that's why they used to offer those sacrifices on behalf of the people, on behalf of the sinners. And the priest could go to the sanctuary of God offering the sacrifice of maybe a lamb which was brameless, which was fatty, which was okay. And yeah, your sins were forgiven by then. But um, in other words, the priests acted as mediators by then uh maybe even the pros no the priests and the prophets were giving information the apostles were bringing a message from god but now things changed a bit it's no longer focused on the priests on pastors on bishops and so on no no they're not the mediators unless when they are helping you out in prayer and you pray together like as a joint church like the bible says uh in the book of uh, timothy in the book of um um corinthians uh, is it corinthians yeah corrosions and other books that we can talk about where they talk about the what you call church prayer um, and the the, 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 the prayer of a righteous person can change really a life of a person but my interest is more of the mediator who is christ jesus now all that is being handled under the topic of prayer and that's why prayer has a lot of things that you need to discover and understand what really it is and what its meaning. So after that, that's when we came to understand that prayer is a way of communication between us and God. And it makes a bridge between us and God and really it involves us with God. It brings us together. Always we inform God of what is disturbing us, the challenges we pass through, the problems we face. We testify. We, we tell him, we report to him. In other words, we accountable to him through prayer. We tell him whatever that is happening. Not because that he doesn't see them, but it is our responsibility always to recognize God and talking to him, telling him that really this is what's happening, this is what is going on. And of course, always we seek for his help and his mighty hand. And he acts accordingly and in his action he follows his will and that and his will always has to prevail in our lives that's why i'm talking about god's will at the end as one of the core foundations for the christian in christianity after looking at prayer that connects or joins us together with God, we looked at what we call the, we, uh, the, the relationship between us and God. And this relationship, we got to know that really it makes us to be closer unto God. We looked at the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden when God had just created them and gave them dominion to rule over all the nature, the creation, the creatures, the creation in other words in general. The, the, the creeping creatures, those under the water, the air, the birds in the air, and so on. Man was given authority. Man was given responsibility. Man was given dominion to take control. In other words, to give orders, to lead. And he was responsible for nature. All that was given to man. And you remember that that was all about the strong relationship that man had with God before the forbidden fruit was eaten. Therefore, after, the eat, after eating the forbidden fruit, one of the signs, one of the things that we got to understand and we got to know, it was when once, this time around when God came into the garden, he asked, which was not even happening before. 
he asked adam where are you and adam was like you know when i heard you i hid myself <laughs> so it was interesting and even up to now it beats my understanding before god could not do that but this time around after they had eaten the forbidden fruit god is calling adam and adam is saying when i heard you coming that's when i hid myself because I, I discovered that I was naked. And the next question was, how did you know that you are naked? And God told, and, and Adam told God that, you know, this wife that you gave me, she gave me what the, the fruit and I ate. And even Eve extended the judgment to the snake. So <laughs> that's where now the results, all the punishments came in. The results from eating the forbidden fruit. And one time I'll come here and I teach you all the, the results all the, of eating the forbidden fruit, the consequences. What happened after eating the forbidden fruit? Of course, when you're reading the story, the story is interesting. People just much love reading, but there is what you call a deeper understanding, giving you different points. You get to understand that chapter 3 very well, most especially from verse 13. Yes, from verse 13. You can understand the consequences of eating the forbidden fruit. Yeah, and one time I will teach about them. And I, remember, and I believe um, probably by Thursday I might uh, talk about them. Or maybe next week. It will depend on where, how God will allow us. But my point tonight, just to give you a revamption. Or I give you the, the, the recap of what we discussed about the first two principles or the first two foundations of a Christian um, that uh, really, really help a Christian in life. And we talked about prayer and I've been explaining about relationship with God and the, when God called Adam and Adam said that I hid myself when I heard you, my Lord, when you're coming and I discovered that I'm naked. God asked him, who told you that you are naked? Did you eat on the food that I refused you to eat on? That's when now things began to change. And from there... It shows us that read the relationship was indeed uh, the relationship was broken, uh, the the bridge was broken, the valley was created, a very very great valley, and though the valley was created, one of the mass, one of the things that explains God's character and God's uh, attribute attribute it was God to make for them the tunics that they can put on, and He covered their nakedness. That that act showed mercy that god was merciful indeed god was merciful his love never failed for man his love never retired for man and this began from genesis and up to now after the generation of the new testament after the new testament and so on all entire bibles you see all the stories and everything whatever that god was doing it was out of love because god was looking for the relationship between him and man and he had it in a plan that he had to sacrifice to give out his son the only son in christ jesus to die for us on the cross and that's when really we gotten what we call the opportunity to be in god's presence now from all the genesis and all the jericho that you can see it enabled us to live in a god love from that point and when you read from the Old Testament, God was always showing that he's looking for the relationship between man and himself. And from there, that's when we, are, we, we reach on this point that really, after being established in relationship with God, after being established, first Jesus making a bridge between us and God, because he said that I'm the way, the truth, and life, that without him, 
you don't have a way without him you don't have truth in you without him you don't have uh, um life in you so he acts as a bridge he's a mediator between man and and god and he says that no one can go to my father except through me so jesus christ became the mediator and intercessor the bible talks about him as an intercessor and secondly even the holy spirit is talked about as an intercessor on our behalf as humanity so god to strengthen the relationship and create a relationship between man and god he had to sacrifice his son at the cross nailing the sin so that he may make us holy even from this blood which was not holy from the blood which was holy the blood which had no sin and that was the blood of jesus christ now what god expects from us and that's what we call his will in our lives that's why always our prayer should be that let god's will prevail in our lives now Basing on scriptures, of course, I cannot give the entire scriptures from the entire Bible, but I can try to give you some of the scriptures. One of the scriptures as ministry, Heart of Worship International Ministry, Africa, that we work with or we or we, 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 we rooted in, it is in a book of uh, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. Listen to what God says. This is what God expects at a, at, a, at a certain degree or at a certain point as his will. He says that let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. That's a wonderful statement. That let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. Word of God itself is power, is strength. And it helps us always as a reproof, as a collection in every mistake that we make. A word can a word can help us in so many things. In life, as we are working as Christians, we face a lot of challenges and we end up doing mistakes. There are so many things we do in life which are not in line with God. But he encourages us that his will is going to be found in his word when it is richly dwelled in us in all wisdom in all wisdom and this wisdom always helps us to remember and it brings us to humility ending up when we have done mistakes that we can have a heart of turning back to him and we repent because that may, de may demand an element of repentance in any Christian, in any, in any human being who is ready to follow Christ, in any human being who is ready to follow God's will. This is his will, that let his word, the word of who Christ Jesus, his son, the word of his son, that whatever the son spoke while he was on earth, let it be considered. Let it be put in action. Let it be put in operation. Understanding and knowing that the son, whatever he said, it had a meaning and it was to be followed as Christians. And that is his will. In all wisdom, not in just some, not believing in some, 
not observing some and we leave the other. No, but in all wisdom. In all wisdom. He continues saying that teaching and admonishing one another. Teaching and admonishing one another. This is God's will. Because every time we need to make a recap. We need to examine ourselves. We need to check up ourselves. And what do we use to check up ourselves? What do we use to examine ourselves? We have to go back in the word. That's why he says in the first statement that let the word of Christ dwell in us richly in all wisdom so that we can be able to teach others and admonish others. The examination, the recap, the correction, the reproof. And the confirmation of everything that we are looking for is going to come from the word of God when it is richly dwelled in us. When we have accepted to study God's word and understand it in all wisdom, therefore we shall be able to stand and give answers to all questions that are going to be asked in line with godly issues. He has entrusted us with his word. And this word, when we read in the book of John chapter 1, he said that in the beginning there was word. The word was with God and the word was with God. Yes, and the word became God and nothing was created without it. And they were talking about Christ Jesus. First, uh, Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 continues to confirm this, that that word of Christ that word which is Christ to, to reach it dwell in us, reach in all wisdom. Because Christ Jesus holds all the wisdom of the heaven, holds all the wisdom of the Father, holds all the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Everything that we need to know, he is the source of wisdom. He himself is wisdom. Therefore, we need him in everything that we are doing and that is god's will that once we shall walk in this world once we shall hold on on this christ who is wisdom who is the word of god we are going to be able to overcome in this life and really we are going to be best friends of Christ god we are going to be the children of god because the only thing that god requires from us is all about believing in christ jesus his son it reminds me of John 3 chapter uh, John, John chapter 3 and verse 36 that whoever believes in the Son has life, has eternal life, and whoever does not believe in him does not have eternal life but condemnation because does not believe in the only Son that God gave out for the mankind. And this word does not stop there. We need to teach this Christ and we admonish one another one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the lord in everything that we are doing is supposed to be through christ jesus through christ jesus through christ jesus because that is god's will that's what god wills do everything use my son use my son jesus christ whatever that you're doing do it in Christ Jesus. That is the word that you use. That's why he tells us that even when we are praying, that always we pray through the name of Christ Jesus. And even he says that whoever shall call upon the name of Christ, the name of Jesus, shall know, that whoever shall call the name of Jesus shall be saved. Even salvation can come from calling upon the name of Jesus. Victory 
everything that we are crying for in this life, it can be gotten from calling the name of Jesus Christ. That's why he has told us that. With grace in our hearts, let us ask ourselves, as God wills, do we really have grace in our hearts to the Lord? Can we sit down and compose songs? Can we sit down and compose hymns? Can we sit down and we sing psalms? And we recite psalms? Can we sit down and we compose spiritual songs, singing with grace in hearts to the Lord? In churches, in the presence of worship, in the presence of fellowship, can we sit down and we do all these things? Because this is what God wills. That is God's will. Another will. I will quote it from the book of 1 Timothy. And that is chapter 2 and verse 3. If I have quoted very well. The Bible says. Let me get it faster here. By the grace of God. If you have your Bible. You can turn into the book of 1 Timothy. Chapter 2 and verse 3. If you have your Bible. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. Listen, listen very carefully. For this is what God really requires. See, see this. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our, our Savior. Do you hear? This is what God wills. This is what God desires. I repeat it. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved. This is God's will. Let us make a recap. In the last statement, I said that whoever shall call upon the name of Jesus Christ shall be saved. Another statement is here. That for God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You hear that? The first desire, the will of God is all men, not some, but all people, all men to be saved. Secondly, these people not only to be saved, not only for us to be saved in Christ Jesus, but even to come to the knowledge of truth, of the truth. Not just calling ourselves being saved, but Christ Jesus needs us or requires us even to come to the knowledge of the truth. Where is this knowledge of truth? That's what Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 told us that let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Now, Colossians uses wisdom and Timothy uses knowledge. And knowledge of what? Knowledge of truth. All these are giving a confirmation of the same thing, showing how God wills in our lives. This is what He wills. He desires all of us to be saved. Now, if you are saved, are you really now have come to know it, to know or to the knowledge of the truth? And what is the knowledge of truth? When you read in the first in the first Corinthians, the book of First Corinthians, chapter fifteen talks about Jesus who died and rose again. 
the Son of God. The knowledge of truth is knowing that Christ Jesus is the Son of God. He died and He rose again. He died for our sins. Therefore, now we have access to eternal life because we are saved through Him. Believing on Christ Jesus, the Son of God, that is the knowledge of truth that Christ Jesus requires from us. That we come to understand that. After being saved, because when you were saved, you were not even, before even you were not, by the way, accepted. You were not even believed in Christ Jesus, but you were saved at the cross. Time has just come and you have confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart that really he did that work at the cross. Yes, Jesus died for me. That's why when we are carrying out the Lord's Supper, or the, 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 yeah, the Lord's Supper, the Lord's, the Lord's Table, when you carry out the Lord's table, the Holy Communion, always we are doing that in remembrance for the work that Christ Jesus did at the cross. In other words, if we do not even carry out the Holy Communion, it means that we are not yet believed. We are not yet there believing that he did that work at the cross. So you were saved before even you became to believe to cry into cry of Christ. We became to believe Christ Jesus. The work was done at the cross. Time has come. You have been preached to the gospel. You've got to know Christ Jesus. And that's when you have changed your heart and said, Yes, I have to believe in the work that Christ did at the cross. And I believe on him. And he has come and said that, Yes, come all men to be saved. And now you have been saved. Now you have come to know the knowledge of truth. That's why he tells you in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 that let the word of Christ Jesus dwell in you richly in all wisdom, admonishing and teaching one another. It does not stop on you only, but it has to be extended. It has to be uh, extended. It has to be taken over to other people. It has to be passed over to the rest of people who haven't yet accepted and believed in Christ Jesus. That's why as a Christian, you have a big work to do. You have to preach the gospel. You have to evangelize. You have to love one another. You have to admonish one another. You have to disciple people. You have to follow up people. You have to, whatever chance that you get, whether in a tax, whether on a border border, whether in a market, where everywhere, as long as you have gotten an opportunity to have a gospel conversation with anyone that is god's will for everyone to know the truth for everyone to come to the knowledge of truth for everyone to be saved and that work that is the god's will in your life that for you are supposed to do and he said in verse 5, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, that for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a, a ransom for all to be, the test, to be testified in due time. To be testified in due time. When you are at at your workplace, when you are in your businesses, uh, you normally have what you call um, different, of course you have different groups, you have different groups in different areas uh, and and different places. What do you normally, do you really 
introduce Christ? Do you really testify Christ amongst those people? I know sometimes it's very hard people to open up just like <laughs> like that. It's not easy because sometimes we fear when we talk about Christ, how are they going to think? How are they going to feel? How are they going to respond to me? But I think that may not matter because even Paul says that hey, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So all these things were known before and people who preached the gospel before us, of course, experienced it. But now in our generation, it is even more worse that someone even can fail to preach the gospel in taxi because you ask yourself, how can I start? Even I myself, I think about it and I say, hey, how can I start? How would this people react? And now... <laughs> And now something interesting. Let me share it a bit. And now something interesting. And I know all of you, you know what is going on in a country about the Computer Misuse Act. Sorry. <laughs> someone who says that if you see someone doing something wrong, you have to request a person who is doing something wrong that may I please record you. May I share your video? <laughs> but someone is doing something wrong. So you might be <laughs> preaching the gospel in a taxi and people start saying, okay, under the Computer Misuse Act, you have misused our public whatever, therefore, <laughs> we are taking you to the court. How can you preach to ask the gospel when you have not called it for? So that's where the world is going. Ladies and gentlemen, God's will is all about to, the, His word is to richly dwell in our lives. To richly dwell in our lives. Teaching and admonish does not stop on you, but it goes beyond even being passed over to the rest of people. Let me continue and I've, I try to finish with these following verses. In, when we go back to Colossians chapter 3 and verse um, 16, we are concluding it. We are saying that lay the word of God Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, this is God's will. That and whatever that you do, not in your words, not in your capacity, not in your strength. Not in your will, not according to how you feel, not according to what you want, no. But in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As you are giving thanks to the Father through him. So Jesus is the mediator. He shows the, medioc the, 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 the mediation of Christ Jesus. It shows the bridge that we have between us and God and that is Christ Jesus. That through him we give thanks. Uh -huh. In whatever that we are doing, we do it through him. You are extending charity to someone. You are giving help to someone. You assist someone in life, but all whatever that you are doing are through Christ Jesus. So you cannot do anything in your capacities. You cannot wake up in the morning and you take the glory which is supposed to be to God. We reach to an extent that even if we do something good in lives of people and they appreciate us, our response always has to be glory be to God. Because we do not deserve that and we could not even have the modesty. We do not have even that modesty for us to stand and we start with, we are the ones who have done all these things. 
but the capacity we have it is to extend and give back glory unto God for whatever that has been appreciated for basing on what we have done in life whether charity whether prayers whether standing with people in different aspects of life whether supporting and assisting people in different aspects of life we do all that through Christ Jesus and in return, as people are giving appreciation, they are saying, Hey, Banangi, Banangi Wilson, thank you so much. Wilson, if it wasn't you, Banangi, I don't know what I would have done. What is the response of you, uh, Wilson? What is the, your response as Janice? What is your response as Emanuela? What is your response as Maria Goretti? What is your response as Farix? It's going to be glory be to God because that is the will of God. That's what God wills. He deserves his glory. He wills for his glory. He wants his glory. So you cannot take God's glory. <laughs> glory belongs only to God. Whatever happens. Because if it wasn't God, you wouldn't have done whatever that you've done in that someone's life. But of course, it has, it has been God that has enabled you um, to do all that that you have done. Let's continue to see even this in these few remaining minutes. Now, there is something that you need to discover. Now, the other part I was talking about as if in the part of your law, of what God wills for you to do. But again, some things are external, others are internal. There are those which are personal. There are those which are concerns about our lives. How do we stand in God's glory as we personally? This is what he wills. In chapter 3 verse 8 he says, But now you yourselves, uh-huh, but now you yourselves, are to put off all these. This is what God wills in our lives as Christians. If really we call ourselves Christians, if really we call ourselves believers of Christ Jesus, this is what God wills in our lives. That but now you yourselves are to put off all these. First, anger. Second, wrath. Thirdly, malice. Fourth, blasphemy. Fifth, filthy language out of your mouth. Uh-huh. Then sixth, do not lie to one another. As Christians, do not lie to one another. Even if none Christians. <laughs> that since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek or Jew, circumcised nor circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. Once you master this and you remember all these aspects, that this is what God wills, God would like you not to be angry. God would like you not to always divine or in wrath, marries, blaspheme, filthy language out of your mouth. And even he has told you a separate verse, do not lie to one another. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds 
and have put on new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him where there is neither greek nor jew circumcised nor uncircumcised barbarian scythian slave nor free but christ is in all and in all all these things are very crucial now the point in verse 10 that you have put on now a new man who is renewed in knowledge and this knowledge we have talked about it in verse of course 16 we've talked about this knowledge in verse um in verse 4 in verse 3 of first timothy chapter 2 that this knowledge according to the image of him who created him therefore we need to understand all these things that really this is what god wills he keeps on talking about knowledge wisdom knowledge wisdom knowledge wisdom knowledge wisdom knowledge wisdom and all these are attributes of Christ Jesus because of of course Christ Jesus is his wisdom his knowledge is everything so when he tries to explain about all these things yeah they give us now exactly what he wills in our lives he doesn't want us to lie to each other he doesn't want us to murder he doesn't want us to kill but his will is all about love loving one another caring about one another admonishing and teaching one another always reminding ourselves through scriptures always going back in the in the, in the word of god and we make a recap we make a review we make a reproof we find for solutions because the word of god has everything that we need and the holy spirit is always there to guide us in everything that we are doing whether we are reading god's word and remember when we are reading about god the holy spirit is always there to tell us to explain to us to let us understand and to allow us really to know what really god requires from that particular context that we uh, stipulate or, or that we speculate or that we scoop out to uh, examine and try to make a study on it therefore ladies and gentlemen Tonight we've understood about these things but again I would request you that you continue to examine yourself you check out your heart and you check out your soul please try to look into your life and find out are you really been uh, walking under God's will have you been sometimes getting astray there is still a chance since rapture hasn't yet happened <laughs> you still have a chance please repent let us repent by in the name of Jesus by the grace of God he is faithful and he is ready to forgive us in all mistakes in all sins that we commit in everything that we are doing but does not mean that we need to continue sinning and doing whatever intentionally no 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 because grace is there to give us an opportunity to repent so that we can be saved from the wrath of God so that we can be saved from the second death so that we can be saved from the eternal hell but god's desire and god's will is all about all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth coming to know the knowledge of truth that Christ Jesus is his son and died for us and rose again therefore as believers of Christ Jesus we have access 
we have an opportunity to access the eternal life. And that is a promise. And whenever we are promised, always we develop hope. Always we have hope. Therefore, our hope is in Christ Jesus as he wills. Our hope is in Christ Jesus that we have eternal life. Our hope is in Christ Jesus that he went back to prepare for us the places where we are going to live forever and ever. Our hope is in Christ Jesus that he is going to come back to get us by his grace and by his mercy. Our hope is in Christ Jesus for everything. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank you for tonight, for having followed for having done all this. I'm really so grateful. May God bless you so much. Let us pray in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the for your will that you've showed to us. That really we need your will. And your will that you desire all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. We believe that King of Glory at the end of the day. You are the only Father. You are the only God that really we can think of. You are the only Father that really we can follow. Father, King of Kings, we pray that you continue to work in our lives, teaching us your will. As we are continuing to teach each other, admonishing one another in everything. And we pray that you give us even that wisdom to compose songs to compose hymns, to compose psalms, so that always we can stand and worship you, even in our own languages, even those of psalms of David, to be the reference for whatever that we are doing. The Proverbs of Solomon, to be the reference, always to remind ourselves, every scripture is of a reproof, and it is breathed by the Holy Spirit, and it is there for a purpose, and God, you placed it so that we can use it as a reference, as a guide, and therefore guide us in right ways, so that at the end of the day, always we walk according to your will, not according to our sight and understanding, but according to your will. Guide us, protect us, bless us, and we pray for the businesses, those that are having different businesses. Those that are having business jobs, those that are having different opportunities in life, those that are having different kinds of things that they are doing in order to earn a living. We pray that King of God, Father, you bless them. We pray that you open up for them the doors for the customers, those that are having businesses that need customers. Money is needed in everyone's life. Breakthrough is needed for everyone who is life. Peace is needed for everyone who is life. Father, we pray that you are the God of peace and we pray that you can bring peace in our lives. And again, King of Glory, we pray for those who are sick. We pray for those who are having problems. We pray for those who are facing different challenges. We pray for those who are facing different uh, difficulties that may you remember them may you encourage them king of glory and father king of kings we pray that as those that are struggling you continue to show them the escape route 
because you are the God who makes a way as seems to be no way. Those that are having sick people, the sick people, those who are diseased, those who are in the hospitals, those who are in the prisons, may you comfort them, may you heal them, Father. We pray for them quickly recovery by your grace and let your will prevail in their lives as your works are continuing to be manifested in their lives. As they shall stand to testify, we shall continue to know that you are really you are our God and everything. Not because of that what you've done right now, but because we believe in you as our everything, as our core, as our foundation, as our life. And Father, lastly, we would like to pray for those that have lost the beloved ones. They are in tears. Others are mourning. Others are grieving because of losses in business, because of losses in different ways. Others have trusted their parents. Others have trusted their, their, their friends, their boyfriends, girlfriends. Others have trusted their relatives and they have disappointed them. Therefore, they are in a state of grieving. They are in a state of crying. They are in a state of mourning. They are in a state of feeling that deeper, deeper pain because of the loss of any kind. But we pray that, Father, you comfort them and encourage them. And, Father, you, may, you are making them happy again because you are creating for them new opportunities for victory and for success. We thank you so much and we love you, King of Glory, this night. In Jesus' name we prayed, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord, because you're so good and wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, may God bless you so much. Thank you for joining us tonight. May God bless you. Have a good night. We meet tomorrow with the teacher, <laughs> with the teacher Nicholas. Yeah, teacher Nicholas is going to be with us tomorrow. Yes, mate. Before you go, you can share, you can like. And you can comment or you greet your friend or your neighbor in Jesus' name. Have a nice night in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And then I'm going to meet y'all in the back. We're going to hug. And then I'm going to meet y'all in the back. We're going to hug. I'm standing I'm stand until the last person is gone. Do you hear me? All right. All right. Wait a minute. Okay, let's go. Songs of the time. I'm free to lift my hands and worship, Lord, I'm free, Lord, I'm free, free to dance and sing, free to lift my hands and worship, Lord, I'm free, Lord, I'm free, said I'm free to dance. Lord, we are free. Come on.
I thank God I'm free, yeah, and I'll never. 